This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back here today with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I am doing great, thanks for asking. And today, we wanted to do an episode giving some tips for applying for Italian citizenship in Italy. We'll go through some ideas and some some questions that I've got here for Marco. Um, kind of maybe some things to think about, some things as well to uh, make sure that you have in order when you are actually going to apply for Italian citizenship in Italy. But I think the first one that we really have to kind of get into here is to answer the question, why you shouldn't apply for Italian citizenship in a major city. I mean, because this is a big one, because there's so many people, they want to go to Florence, they want to go to Rome, Milan, Naples. Why is it a better idea to avoid the major cities in Italy for citizenship by descent processes? That's a good one. So, of course, uh, it is possible 100% to apply for citizenship in a major city it's possible to file an application for italian citizenship by descent in any italian town including any major uh, cities and in, in italy we have approximately eight thousand municipalities uh, which can be big or small but uh we are we have actually eight thousand municipalities so a very large number and it's possible to file an application in each and every single one of them. Of course, you have to pick one. Um, you can't apply in multiple locations. <laughs> but um, why shouldn't you uh, choose a major city? Or why should you choose very carefully uh, which town you're going to use to mm-hmm. file your application? Um, now, a major city would probably be slow or slower than uh, smaller towns. The process would also be probably more uh, intricate. You would have maybe to deal with multiple offices rather than one office um, that does everything in a small town uh, versus a major town where you have to go to the residency office to establish residency and then to the citizenship office to apply for citizenship uh, and maybe to a different office to review your documents to apply for residency. So uh, it could be a more complex process. Also, the wait times to meet with the several uh, public officials that are going to be involved in this process could be longer in major cities. And also the distance that you have to travel from one place to the other could be bigger. Uh, So ultimately, in a small town, normally it's one office that does everything. So you go to the same office to apply for residency, to apply for citizenship, for the review of your documents, or even if there are different clerks that do this they will be in the same location potentially in the same office uh, one next to each other so you may have to deal with one and then you go to the other who is like right next to the one that you just dealt with in a major city you may have to book an appointment uh, with one clerk in one office and wait for that appointment and maybe you have to wait to book an appointment with the second clerk that allows you to apply for citizenship and maybe you have to travel from one building to the other so it's a more complex process and um, 
also slower because a major city would have a lot more to do. There are many more uh, people, so uh, the population is bigger in a major city than in a small village. And um, so they have more stuff going on and it may take longer for them to process your application. And ultimately, it may be uh, that they are uh, more demanding in terms of your documents. Maybe they want more documents. Maybe they want uh, that your documents are flawless. So without any mm-hmm. minor major discrepancies, which instead may not be a problem in a smaller uh, city. Of course, anything could happen. It could happen that you find the most meticulous clerk even in a small village but let's say that it's more likely that you are in such a situation in a bigger town Uh, now i think one clarification here that is necessary is that you can not apply for citizenship in a village that it's not a municipality meaning that we have in italy villages that that don't have a town hall that are not a proper municipality because they're part of a bigger municipality maybe that is nearby so it's important to understand that uh, if you are in a village that is not a municipality a proper municipality you may have to travel to the actual municipality to do the application and these i believe are the factors that you should take into consideration uh, if you're planning on applying for citizenship by descent in a major town Interesting. I mean, it's really unfortunate that the all of how the system would be set up and how these towns um, would have their offices laid out could lead to a more complicated process that a person would have to go through. But just, I guess, to move on to the next thing, um, what would be some of your tips regarding what a person should do before they actually arrive in Italy? What do they need to make sure that they have in place and ready to go so that they can hit the ground running that's another good um question and probably uh, i will start by answering um something that i wanted to say before when you asked me the other question uh, which would be make sure that you make contact with the town that you choose before Mm -hmm. you go to italy and make sure that you and the town have the same understanding of the law, of the process, and that they're willing and ready to welcome you and help you and help you file the citizenship application, meaning that uh, there are quite a few people that um, they just you know, pack up their things and travel Italy with all their documents just to find out that uh, the clerk in the town that they picked is either unavailable on vacation, on sick leave, or um, that uh, they have the elections going on and they cannot accept right. any uh, person applying for citizenship. Of course, they should at all times. But the thing is, if right. they don't want, if they're not ready to help you in that specific moment, you can't really force them because you want them to be, you know, you want to you wanna have a friendly relationship with the clerk that is processing your citizenship application because in the end, of course, um, ultimately, if they want to make make it hard for you, they always find a way. So it's always important to have a good and friendly relationship with the clerk that is processing your application, which is why I say make contact with the clerk in the town before 
make sure that they have the time and the resources to to help you file the citizenship application that they don't have other stuff going on and they, the, the clerk is actually there so i think that's very important but other than that what do you need to get ready before you travel to italy uh, you need to have all your documents ready with the apostille and the translations done so there are people that believe that they can apply for citizenship with partial documentation or with documents that are not complete or legalized or translated uh, the clerk in italy in a town will only accept to review your documents or let you file your documents if the documents are first of all all there so if you have all the necessary documents and if they have been apostilled and translated of course if you have the 98 percent of the documents and you're missing two documents uh normally they will let you file the application but tell you okay now you go get these documents and while i process the application you provide me with these documents but if you go there with half of the documents or you know just with the idea of applying for citizenship because you know that you qualify they're not going to let you start the process which means that they're, they're not going to be allowed to apply for the residency permit for people awaiting citizenship so that's my um, other um, tip and of course you should also make sure to secure an apartment and make sure that you pick an apartment where you can establish your residency and also more importantly that uh if you opt for a free lease agreement uh, some people they have a relative maybe that can host them during the citizenship process and they are like i don't want to do a lease agreement i want to do a free lease agreement which in italian is a comodato d'uso which means it's a contract uh fully effective from a legal standpoint but you don't pay any rent uh, and and by contract you are allowed to live in the property for free for a certain amount of time and this is normally the option that is chosen by the people who have relatives in a town but my suggestion is make sure that this situation is acceptable by the clerk so that the clerk will let you use this type of contract and they they didn't they don't require for example a rental agreement um so i would say these are the most important suggestions that i have uh, for people who are getting ready to uh, relocate to Italy uh, for the process. Of course, we could talk about this subject for probably many hours. <laughs> but <laughs> Right, <laughs> without end. Yeah, but probably these are the main uh, suggestions that I have. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like even just the, the simple fact that you mentioned before that you lightly touched on about making sure that your understanding of the Italian law is what the understanding is of the clerk that you'll be dealing with. Because sometimes these things can be up to the interpretation of the individual that you are dealing with. And that's a, a major factor right there, how they want things authenticated or this or that. But anyway, you did also touch on the apartment and um the, the having the setup in the right way but maybe just to dive into that a little bit deeper how do you make sure that whatever apartment that you're going to be renting would be usable for residency for the process of applying for italian citizenship by descent that's an interesting point uh because while 
most of the apartments that you get for rent, if it's a long-term rental agreement, will be good to establish residency with the permission of the owner. Uh, not all owners will allow you to establish residency in the apartment, especially if it's a short-term rental. For example, um, it's okay to choose an Airbnb apartment to apply for citizenship, but you have to make sure that the owner is willing to uh, provide all the paperwork and um, for you to establish residency, and then it's okay with you establishing residency because uh, a lot of owners who run these Airbnbs, they're not okay with people um, getting residency and establishing residency in their apartments. So it's very important to talk to the owner, make sure that uh, you can actually, in fact, establish residency in that specific apartment of course it goes without saying that you cannot use any hotel or a bed and breakfast um mm -hmm. in most cases to establish residency so it will not be allowed for you to become resident in that property which means that you cannot use that property as your formal residency address for the citizenship process that's actually just you touched on something there that i think might be worth just also just cracking into a little bit more. You mentioned about an Airbnb, for example, and I think some of the reasons why a uh, landlord or a person who has an Airbnb may not want to um, would be probably pretty well explained in the episode of the Italian real estate podcast that we recently did um, a, a while back uh, about the process if you want to actually have an Airbnb in Italy, if you want to own one. But I guess just moving on to the next kind of tip and maybe consideration, what if the person who is going to make this application only speaks English? What would you say might be the best way to approach this in that case? I'm assuming um, that maybe having you guys come along would be part of that. But is there anything else that you can think of that really is worthwhile um, for that person to take into consideration? While it's not required to speak Italian to go through the citizenship by descent process, uh, it may be difficult to file the application DIY if you don't speak any Italian and if you don't Mm -hmm. hire a translator maybe because uh, like I said while you don't have by law to speak Italian it's very likely that the clerk at the municipality either will not know English or will not want to speak to you in English so you're going to have to deal with the process in Italian of course that's not a problem if you use ICA because both for the clients that apply uh, in our network of municipalities in Northern Italy near our office and for the clients who choose to apply in a different municipality in Italy uh, we can assist either in person if they are in our network of municipalities or remotely um, and so we can assist from A to Z in the process so that's something that you don't have to worry about but I want to say that uh, if you go DIY uh, it could be possible to do the process with some difficulties if you only speak english it will be very helpful though if you either use a service or an attorney like ica or learn some italian and i also just wanted to clarify uh, because i um, just mentioned this uh, a moment ago that uh, we do assist from a to z in person 
in our network of municipalities um, but even if somebody uh, who decides to become a client of ICA um, is wanting to apply in a different municipality in another area of Italy we still we offer a service where we assist from A to Z remotely but it's a very thorough um, assistance meaning that we uh, call the clerk uh, email the clerk help the person the applicant when he or she is in front of the clerk by telephone uh, so we've had situations where uh, some of our clients they were standing in front of the clerk and the clerk couldn't understand and we had to uh, the client had to put it on, on speakerphone and we had to speak to the clerk but so um it's it's um, I have a lot of episodes that I could uh, probably talk about, but it's it's absolutely something that we do. We assist people uh, remotely, even if they apply in a different municipality. That's awesome that you guys do both in-person and remote assistance for the however much help that a person may want um, during this process, but especially to be able to have you guys there with them, I'm sure is a huge, huge help. Um, but you did mention also about doing it DIY. Is there any issue with doing it DIY? Say the person maybe does speak Italian, um, or is this something where you really need some assistance to get through the process? I would uh, suggest that you apply DIY only if you have done your research and if you are sure you know the process very well. I want to state uh, very clearly that the process is very complex. There are a lot of people applying for citizenship by descent. So a lot of municipalities, they like to give people a hard time, especially people that they see are unprepared. So mm -hmm. if you are somebody who uh, has done uh, thorough research, you know, you know all the requirements, how the documents are going to need to be, and you know the process very well, by all means, this is a process for which you don't need an attorney. But if you are just uh, starting to research the process now and, and, and you are in a rush, you want to apply as quickly as you can, I would not recommend to apply without an attorney, without ICA, if you want to be one of our clients, because the process is complex. It's not easy to navigate the process. The different municipalities have a different understanding of the process. Maybe even if there are slight variations of the process, uh, that could change everything. So it's important that uh, there is somebody who can help you navigate the process. And also uh, the preparation of the documents need to be uh, done very carefully uh, because major or even minor discrepancies could affect the outcome of the application, let alone specific uh, peculiar situations. So if you have adoptions or name changes in those cases, uh, either you need to be an expert on the topic or it's just best to hire somebody who can help you navigate the process. Yeah, I, I definitely can agree with all the points that you made there. Something that we've also kind of touched on in the past, but I think it's also important to consider when thinking about some of the tips um, for going through this process and the many people that will want to go through it may not be doing it on their own, um, but they may not want to necessarily bring the whole family with them. If you have children, for example, do your children have to be there in person with you while you're going through the process or is that not even a necessary aspect in this case they can and they probably should be if they are 
turning 18 because the risk is that they turn 18 uh, during the process. So in that case, I say they should be present. But if they're smaller, uh, there isn't really this necessity because you can always get Italian citizenship through the municipality and then register the birth certificates of your children through the consulate after you have become an Italian citizen. So ultimately, there is no need for your minor children to be with you unless they're very close to turning 18. Uh-huh, I see. And just to actually maybe kind of have this as the, the last little tip and question for the video, in a number of episodes, we've spoken about how um, that applying in Italy can be much faster than applying elsewhere. But when we're talking about faster, how long is it that we're actually talking about? How long should it take in general, or maybe even a ballpark figure? Because of course, depending on where you are, depending on how many people are there, depending on what's going on, I'm sure, of course, there can be some variations in what you might experience. Um, but will it really be considerably faster to do it in Italy? And, and if so, how long, more or less? Yes, probably will be much faster than applying in America. And that's because in the US, you have to wait for your appointment with the consulate and the wait time can be somewhat uh, long. Um, the advantage of applying in Italy is that there is no wait time for an appointment. You can just um, take all your documents and bring them to Italy. Like I said at the beginning of the video, of course, make sure to make contact with the municipality beforehand. But if you have selected a municipality that is, that is ready to assist you, uh, there is nothing really you have to do but securing an apartment and traveling to Italy with all your documents. And uh, from when you're there, it normally takes a few months for the application to be processed. Um, I want to say the average is six months, probably. Uh, it could be a much quicker process. I haven't seen a process that is quicker than four or five months um, with some very rare exceptions. And I haven't seen a process that has been uh, longer than 10, 11 months in yeah. Italy. Uh, it could potentially even take a couple of months, like two, three months, less than three months, in which case you don't even need a residency permit for people awaiting citizenship. Um, but these are very rare exceptions because normally it does take more than three months. and you do have to get the residency permit, which we talked about this in other videos. Uh, you can get very easily upon submission of the citizenship application. And I want to say the average is about six months for processing. I do think this would be a great place maybe actually to round out the episode because we've really gone deep into these tips and tricks, you could say, even to, for what you should do if you're going to be applying for Italian citizenship by descent in Italy. So, of course, Marco, if anybody wants to get in contact with you and your team, how can they how can they get in contact with you guys to be able to go through this process with you? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call the numbers on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian citizenship, be sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're automatically subscribed to the Italian real estate podcast that Marco and I also collaborate on where we talk about purchasing property. And also we have a mini series on comparing and contrasting different parts of Italy and different types of parts of Italy that is definitely worth checking out if you are thinking about moving to the 
beautiful nation that so many of our ancestors came from. Of course, also, if you're interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as an Italian dual citizen expat in Italy or elsewhere in the European Union, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Furia, or you can search for Not Your Average Globetrotter, or you can also find the audio only version of the podcast on your favorite podcasting player of choice. But of course, we have been here yet again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com and I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you. <laughs>